Howdy. Welcome to Renegade Fantasy Sports NRL Fantasy Podcast, The Rundown, with me, The Defensive Centre. You can find me on Twitter, at Defensive Centre. On this weekly podcast, I'll cover all of the NRL news and developments relevant to your NRL fantasy team. Plus, I'll give you the highlights from www.renegadesfs.com, which is where you can get all of your NRL fantasy analysis. The next 15 minutes are meant for all of us who can't work out if Mal Meninga is still just trolling New South Wales. First, a little update on my team. So, round up, round eight uh, was just straight up fucked. I had five players score over 50 and uh, squirted out a pretty dismal 794. So my rank doubled, plunging to 2,106th, and that score should probably put me back a few weeks. Uh, It's going to take me a while to come back from that. And also, annoyingly, it means that I missed out on the chance for winning $500 through Renegade Fantasy Sports' new Eliminator competition. Um, The top 256 teams that... Uh, nominated themselves to join for that competition uh, have been selected and the cutoff ended up being sort of 830-odd to get into that comp. So sadly, I won't be in for, with the running for the money in that comp. So I also uh, made two trades last week and I hate them already. I sold Yates for George Fi just as a cash out and George Fi should play the first buy round. And annoyingly now with uh, Barnett injured, Yates suddenly looks like a solid scorer and uh, and should sort of average in the mid-40s, I would imagine, until Barnett is back. So that, that hurts when that sort of thing happens. And the other trade was dropping Lamb for Nicarima. Um, so Nicarima will keep making money, but as I suspected, he isn't really a reliable option in my 17, so I've still got to do a bit of work in my halves uh, and spend more trades there. So I do have 200000 sitting in the bank, which is nice, but on the back of a really bad round like that, all it really means is I'm looking at 15 players who will want to trade out and uh, and obviously only two trades to do it with. So at the moment, I really want to kill off uh, Sirenin and probably for Sam Burgess, who will play all the major buys and possibly stop there. Um, I'm also looking at, at a few different uh, halves, trades to possibly get LG towards uh, Corey Norman. So, annoyingly, I have been a little bit trade thirsty lately, so I need to settle it down a bit and slow up, uh, slow down on spending all these trades. So, so a bit of a flux is what to do um, about that. So, let's jump into all the fallout from round eight and look out for uh, what's happening in round nine. So, for the injury and teamless news, First game of the round, which is Thursday night, Broncos versus Panthers. So for the Bronx, Kahu returns, which pushes Mead back to the bench. For the Panthers, there are no changes, uh, which is uh, keeps Corey Hawira Naira on the edge, uh, which is fantastic. He's making me a lot of money there. And Cartwright stays at half. Uh, so that was a late change last week where um, uh, Murray Martin dropped out of the team at the last minute and Cartwright uh, started at half, and he looks like he'll be doing that for at least one more week. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Sea Eagles. Reynolds is back to the Bunnies, uh, which pushes Sutton back to the forwards. George Burgess is out for four weeks with a suspension because he's an absolute moron. Uh, Manly is unchanged. Uh, Cowboys versus Eels. There are no changes to the Cows, although Thurston and Fensum are on an extended bench and may come in. 
For the Eels, Takarangi is injured and he is replaced by Edwards in the halves. For the Titans versus Knights, um, that's probably a game I wouldn't be um, bidding yourself up about if you don't manage to see it. The Titans have heaps of changes. Uh, Copley, Grevesmill and Lawton are out of the team through injury. Roberts, Roberts Davis joins the wing. Uh, LG is back, but annoyingly he's on the bench. So considering how terribly he scores when he plays 80 minutes at half, uh, he might need to be sold as soon as possible, which is something I need to deal with. Uh, for the Knights, Barnett is out for a while with an injury. So Yates starts. Uh, Wardell is back on the bench. And uh, Feeney is also back. Uh, he's been selected to play at half. Uh, Hodkinson is not listed as injured. It's not entirely clear it, um, what the basis for him being dropped is and how long that is likely to persist for. But Feeney is in now in his favoured position. And he's going to be a pretty popular cashier, but more on that later. Bulldogs versus Raiders. Uh, as per usual, Frawley is named on the extended bench, but will almost certainly play off the bench. Uh, just a heads up with Frawley, he is scoring trash even when he's playing sort of 55 minutes a game. So he's not an option. Even if he starts, he manages to uh, be on the field for 80 minutes, he is not going to score very well. Uh, he scored 10 points off about 55 minutes each in the last two games. So if he gets 80 minutes, he's going to be managing you know, a pretty impressive 16 or 17 points per game. That is just terrible for a halfback. Do not pick him up. Hopawade uh, looks like he must be close. He's been named on the extended bench. For the Raiders, Priest pushes uh, Louis out of the team. He's uh, now on the extended bench. Tigers versus Sharks. Tigers are unchanged for the Sharks. Beal is back on the wing, which sends Capewell to the bench. Bakuya is injured and he's replaced by Luke Lewis. The two remaining games, Warriors versus Roosters and Dragons versus Storm, are currently not listed. Uh, this is I'm reading. I'm doing this on Wednesday night, so they only just played on Tuesday, so they do not have to name their teams until Thursday. Um, all we know at this point is that Widdop is injured for a while, six weeks, I think. Um, so many will be really hoping that he's replaced by Jai Field, who, like me, have him sitting there as a red dot on their bench. Uh, a lot of us, I think, expected the Dragons to really struggle this year, which would have pushed McCrone out of the team fairly quickly. And then hopefully uh, Field will have come in, but a lot of us have been pretty surprised with how well the Dragons have gone. And so uh, Field has just been sitting there uh, wasting time. Apparently he's not playing particularly well in reserve grades, so that doesn't bode well for us Field owners. Um Widdop could also be replaced by Mann, who replaced him for some time uh, on game day. And he was also replaced on game day by Jack DeBellin, whose scoring really dropped away. So uh, let's hope that Mary doesn't go with the DeBellin option, because if that happens, uh, he's going to lose a lot of cash, probably become double positional player, um, at which point he'll be great to pick up if you don't already have him. And I've already got him, so I don't want him to lose a lot of cash. So the big issues uh, for this week, for me, um, every part of my team is an issue at the moment, so it's hard for me to exactly to identify exactly what the big issues are out there. At this point, I think it's probably worth it starting to think about trying to bank a few trades. Um, shit is about to start heating up over the buy rounds, plus the injury toll has been pretty mild so far, uh, which can really lull people into a false sense of security. 
Injuries are going to happen, people, so just get ready. Well, one of the really popular cash out options this week will be, as I said earlier, uh, Jarlene Feeney. So Feeney will mostly be remembered from uh, 2016 where he royally screwed us all over. Uh, so what I want to do is just remind you about how bad he was and not let your rose-colored glasses repaint your memories. Uh, Feeney played five games last year. He played uh, at fullback, which is where he was named initially where we all picked him up, center and 5'8". He scored 13, 4, 19, 12, and 19, which average averages 13.4 over those uh, five games. So that's uh, pretty terrible. Um, Feeney is now being named at half, and he is a half. Uh, that is the position he normally plays, prefers to play. And he wasn't really given proper opportunity in this role last year. So he could definitely improve, especially when partnered uh, with a younger half in in, uh, in Lamb. So he could definitely improve, um, but that could also be wishful thinking. So you have been warned. The article summary, so with such a short turnaround between rounds, uh, just two days, and uh, I'm just reading this one day after the game's finished, uh, the boys haven't dropped a whole lot of articles at this point on Wednesday night, but expect plenty of action on Thursday and Friday. They'll be uh, pumping out a few interesting articles. The break-evens are up, as usual, uh, straight away after lockout um, ends, and all the game reviews are there. Uh, the Hotshot did drop a really nice article midway through the round discussing the feasibility of trading Braley to Kasaya Pritchard. Uh, Pritchard has been absolutely tearing it up over the last few weeks, um, averaging somewhere close to 50 in the last four weeks. I won't give away the details, uh, but the hotshot gives a pretty convincing argument for making that trade. Uh, at least he certainly seems to convince himself. So um, that might be an interesting read if you're looking to develop your buy coverage in the in the hooker, hooker position and you're a bit worried about Braley's scores, particularly when Seguiaro comes back. So with uh, a... Bit of a shorter turnaround on the rounds. Uh, that's it for me today. Bit of a shorter episode. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more grist for the mill next round. So sit tight, set your lineup, and Captain Smith. See you around.